right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. I'm telling you, man, these guys are on a mission to deliver you and us the right part, the right price, and they get drivers back on the road, which is obviously the most important thing when you're out there searching for car parts. So CarParts.com, check them out. My man Bird, I'm fired up today, bro. You know why? Why? Because, man, I won't say how old I am. I'm like, I'm like 30 now, I'm like 20 with 30 years experience, um, but <laughs> look, man, I, I li- literally, I've been dying to get into the uh, 2JZ game for a long time. No, you and haven't. Bro, you know this, um, and it's it's really cool because just a, a few car flips away, I landed a, a really cool 2JZ platform. The first guy I thought about was was this nuthead I met a long time ago, and he showed up at these drag races, bro. With street-driven, ungodly fast Supras. Out of all things, Toyota Supras, bro, rolling there, smashing fools. Like, gangster style with money, wads of cash, tons of attitude, bro. It was nuts. And so I got, to, uh, I got to watch and witness all that go down. And, you know, to this day, when you think Induction Performance, which is his company, you think all the crazy events they hold down in, in Braden and uh, at his, his racetrack. And, you know, just Victor and what he's done. Victor Alvarez's name, he's got a big Facebook following. You guys have probably, you know, known about him. He's, uh, he's going to let us peel back a couple curtains on that 2JZ setup. Because yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's magic. It's voodoo, bro. There's so many myths and rumors and speculations about that particular, you know, setup. It's crazy. I'm surprised to hear you say that because, uh, you know, out of respect, you know, I'm all about the 2JZ, right? I mean, right, it right. will flat out, you know, fly. It'll embarrass the heck out of you if you're not careful, man. You got to watch out what's yeah, in the next bro. lane and what they got packing in there. But you got to respect <laughs> that thing. But, you know, you're such a big inch motor guy. You're such a big V8 right. guy, big block guy. You know, I wouldn't have thought that you'd kind of be, you know, want to well, tease around a little bit with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, that's an actual fact, man. But one, one of my real good friends, I used to run around all the time in the uh, in the streetcar days and, you know, racing on the street out here was a cat that had a really nasty, ungodly fast Toyota Supra. And I learned really quick, man, you had to respect that car because it would clean your clock before you gave it time to, you know, before you sit, you're sit, literally sitting there at the line. I've seen it just launch hard as hell, straight get down and, you know, put a bus link or three on somebody before they even realize how bad they're going to get beat at the stripe. Like those cars run hard. 
Well, you know, you talk about like, you know, you're kind of questioning like, dude, a Supra? What? What are you bringing a Supra? You know, one of our previous podcasts, we were just talking about, you know, the advent of all this boost availability in the aftermarket has been able to take all kinds of different cars. It didn't have to be a big block car anymore. It didn't have to be a, you know, punched out small block car anymore to go fast. Now you can take right golf GTIs and all kinds of things. And with, you know, the availability of, you know, high boost, if the engine can take it, uh, all kinds of vehicles could be fast as heck. And that 2JZ, man, as far as that platform, God dang, it's so solid. You can just boost the snot out of it. It flows and it'll make some nasty horsepower. And, and damn, if it doesn't already come with twin turbos in certain applications. So you're, you're already halfway there to a point until you want to really wick it up and you got to upgrade the size. Well, of it. and that's why we're going to have Victor on because the man is, he's the magician behind the, he's Oz behind the curtain when it comes to those setups. And, you know, not to mention so many other cars out there uh, that are just flying. And I love to see it, man. I've always been a guy that has literally had mad respect for my brethren uh, on the import side because I, I've always done a lot of road course racing. And out there, you know, you gotta you have to respect them as well. They're always competitors. And I love the fact that, you know, the guys would be in, up in the pitch changing axles, you know. They'd be wrenching just as hard as any old schooler would, you know, given any, you know, race night scenario. So there's a lot of respect there, man. And I just learned – just from being on the street, how fast those things were and how nasty you could throw just a little bit of timing at them, throw a lot of boost, like you said, a lot of fuel, and God, those things will make power and make a fool out of you on, a, on, a, on an internet video in a heartbeat. Well, it's interesting, <laughs> uh, you know, from an i6 just engine itself, they've always kind of been, you know, nipping at the heels of the V8 over the years, right? I mean, BMW is big, famous sure. for having a lot of i6s back in the day. Uh, and they weren't nasty, you know, a couple hundred horsepower. And they were really known for being, you know, inherently balanced. So they're really smooth, you know. Uh, and you can make them right. damn damn quick and really good NA. Uh, but who would have known, you know, kind of nipping at the heels of the V8 that uh, under boost, damn, do they wake up. They are oh, very happy under boost. And, and I'll tell you, uh, one of the reasons why they're so happy with boost, V6s are the same way. It's the firing order. Uh, you put that oh, yeah, turbo man. on that exhaust, right? And all of a sudden, essentially, it's a big cork on the exhaust. So you're backing up a lot of back pressure up into that cylinder. And uh, the, the six-cylinder, whether it's V6 or I6, is great because you've got a 270-degree uh, duration, the crank spinning, uh, between exhaust pulses. And it's just enough time when you've got one cylinder pushing all its exhaust out, spooling that turbo up, creating a lot of back pressure. Well, that back pressure kind of winds itself down. It leaks to the turbo before the next one comes on. So you're not shoving one exhaust into another cylinder, right? And robbing it like you would do maybe on an I-4, on a V8. So efficiency-wise, a six-cylinder is so happy with turbos, man. Yeah, and you know, one of the magical things about that, that inline six is you know, you look at the rotating assembly, you got the, you know, the first three pistons rotating opposite of the next three, and that makes the balancing of it so easy, and that makes RPMs and staying up in those RPMs really doable without all those harmonics and vibrations you get, and it just, it is a, it is a perfect sort of, uh, perfect storm to make a lot of power. You kind of said it, purr. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you don't boost them up, they purr. Yes, indeed. And then they growl. And they sound damn good doing it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. That's our man right there, Victor Alvarez. We're going to talk with him next on the Two Guys Garage podcast with Kevin Bird and Willie B. Hang on. Hey. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It's presented by CarParts.com. It's the smartest way, y'all, to find everything you need for your vehicle's replacement, collision, maintenance, and repair part needs. Bam, drop right to your door. Boom. Yeah, they make it so easy. You just get on online, man, get the selector, enter your make a model, boom, pick out your parts, little click, and man, it's at your door. And incredible prices. You can't beat the prices, yeah. man. You got to check them out. Straight up, answer the door in your PJs, walk out to your shop, and get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in your PJs? Are you working on the shop in your PJs? Well, you never see my PJs. I can work in them. <laughs> <laughs> They're Carhartts. You got Carhartt PJs. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, all right, here it is. Victor Alvarez, the man behind. I tell you, this company is is not only cool. When I first saw this guy, it, it was really cool. It, you know, Induction Performance was one of those companies that you heard about, you knew what kind of they were, you know, what demographic they were serving. But wow, to watch that company expand and just literally grow into everything and anything. The applications are unreal. Uh, if you don't follow him on social media, you should. This man has got his hand on the pulse of all things racing down on the south side of the world, and uh, we're glad to have him. Victor, welcome to the Two Guys Garage Podcast, my man. Thank you for having me, guys. Excited to be here. Victor! Right on, Talk about car stuff, my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, well, tell us a little bit about your company, man, what you did to get this thing off and running. Uh, It's called Induction Performance, and a lot of people know you as the the place to go if they got a 2JZ or anything wild that they want to, you know, build some massive power with. So, yeah, I I actually grew up, um, well, growing up, my dad was into Supras, and at that time, it wasn't even the 2JZ, it was a 7M GTE, and um, that progressed. He had a shop, worked on Supras, and I was just a gearhead. Like, I was always at a shop, always into the cars and whatever, and then right when he started to get out of it, the 2JZ started to come around, um and then at that time i was uh i was working at a shop that my dad and my uncle had um and then i went and worked uh at my own shop and i started playing with 2jz stuff at night so like during the day i was doing the brakes and the oil changes whatever i could and then at night i was if you had a 2jz bring it by let's go uh i met a really good tuner um named alpha who was really well known down here um and uh we started doing a lot of stuff together and we were like, yo man, why don't we just, let's just do this. So we got together and we opened the shop and, uh, that was 10 years ago, actually in March, 10 years ago, March makes our 10 year anniversary. Uh, we got together, we started doing it together. We started building cars, tuning cars, um, started selling parts and it kind of just took off. I mean, at first it started as we were, you know, we just were really good with the two JZ. We were really like good with the platform. We knew it very well. I grew up in it. Um, and it was really just we like to race you know that was that was all, all we're, we're just two <laughs> yeah. young kids just trying to race you know? welcome to the club welcome to the club bro you guys you guys gotta understand victor when he says he loves to race <laughs> you, hey this cat was one of those guys that even as far away in colorado 
uh, you know, you hear about some of the antics and street racing that this guy is doing and uh, or has done. And it's look, you come, you come with a reputation, man. And <laughs> back in the day, uh, that was hard earned. It's uh, yeah. it's easier to earn that now, but back in the day, you had to, you had to turn a wrench you had to know what you were doing and it was harder to come by there was no social media back then like you didn't yeah if you if you were making noise and it was crossing state lines you were you were doing something right yeah. and um i just you know I, I i came around i grew up around a lot of guys that were like big into it like you know if you were into import racing back in the day like i grew up watching like craig paisley and Vinny 10 and steph papadakis like my dad was friends with all those guys so like that's what i grew up in and um you know, all I wanted to do was just have the crumbs of like what they were doing. And, uh, it just, I just stuck with it and that happened. Papadakis went on, that, that cat went on and, and was a writer for road and track and stuff, man. Yeah. He's done like, all uh, kinds of stuff. Yeah. 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 He was a big part. I, I've, I've seen his breakdown before on the two JZ. Yeah. So yeah, man, I, I know his love for it and I know, uh, man, you cut your teeth in that world. So well, Victor went after the crumbs. He went after the crumbs and they yeah. tasted so good. He's eating the whole damn muffin now. <laughs> like, just keep going, gobble, gobble. Sometimes it's just like that. You just gotta do what you gotta do. You get a yeah. taste for it. When you're hungry, you're gonna uh -huh. eat. <laughs> you're yeah, hungry. Well, sure. Let's talk a little bit about that platform. What in your mind makes it so great? If anybody is listening and they've heard, you know, obviously about the reputation of that particular, you know, platform, what makes it great? Where do they go find it? Where do they get their hands on it? Well, so really what makes the 2JZ so great and like i mean we're talking let, let's let's start with this it's 2021 and we're talking about an engine that was released in 1994 <laughs> and we're talking about it and it's still extremely relevant um and and what 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 started that engine out so strong was how how good the engine was in factory form like you can make in the 90s you can make a thousand horsepower in the late 90s with a completely stock engine and people were like what that's crazy yeah, yeah. legendary it, that is why that engine took off and it still does like people import those engines like crazy they put them in anything that they can rx7s i mean we put one in a camaro if you're on youtube you see a uh, cooper <laughs> yeah. bogetti we put a yeah. 2jz in a camaro and the thing goes sevens um it's a very inexpensive really robust strong just badass engine so there's you know there's a lot of things about an eye we were talking about earlier uh, that kind of inherently make them good. Uh, so, like, if we take, again, an I6 versus a V, whether it's a V8 or a V6, uh, right, because now you got the engine all in one, you know, an inline. You've got seven main bearings instead of four, you yep. know, on a V6, yep. right? So now you're spreading the load out on the crank, and then the crank pins, you know, where the rods go, they're not, one pin isn't trying to share two rods, two cylinders, and on a, a V6, to get the firing order right, you actually have to take the pin right, that the rods are connected to and split them. Like a V8, they're on the same, you know, pin. It just looks like a really wide pin. You yeah. put a rod on either side. But a V6, you got to split that sucker so it's barely connected. So you're inherently making uh, a V6 crank super weak. Uh, so, you know, there's some things that are inherently tough, you know, more beefy on an I6. But, you know, I'm kind of wondering, Victor, do you have any idea, like, did they overbuild that I6 in the, begin in the beginning anyways? For any particular reason, like for truck applications or something like that, or well, so in the in the like when the start of the two JZ is the one JZ. So when a lot of people don't give that engine any credit, but in the early early nineties, the Mark Three Supra would come with a one JZ engine and a lot of other Japanese cars. So the one JZ 
is a 2.5 liter inline six engine and it was pretty good it had its issues but it was a great engine it was came it was available twin turbo they made great power um, but they lacked a ton of torque they were really lazy and they had a bunch of little issues the 2jz they really just fixed all those issues um and it was designed with yamaha uh it's like you mentioned it has seven main caps on a six-cylinder engine so it makes the block really really strong the cranks don't flex uh, they went from a 2.5 liter to a 3 liter. They put bigger head studs because they knew from the 7M GTE that the smaller head studs would give head gasket issues. And they came with a factory metal head gasket as opposed to the just, you know, standard head gasket. So, like, they just learned all these things from the 7M GTE and the 1JZ. And you could tell that in that time, the performance stuff was like, they were very passionate about it. Um, and they paid attention where, like, not to discredit anyone, but now you don't see that as much in the man, in like the autom autom you know the manufacturers like on a manufacturer's level you don't see uh, manufacturers seeing like oh man these engines like people are taking them and they're making a lot of power and they're having head gasket issues you don't really see that anymore but I feel like there was we were much more connected with the manufacturers back then because from the seven M came the one JZ and then from the one JZ came the two JZ and it was absolutely overbuilt I don't think they had any idea that it was going to be as big as it is and as strong as it was. I mean, like I said, you can make a thousand horsepower on a, in a completely stock untouched motor and you still can to this day. We still do it. It's insane. Yeah. Without blowing the bottom of it up, without, you know, touching the bottom end, you can slap, you can sneeze on that thing and it'd make, it'd make a thousand horsepower. And that's what, that's why people love them. Overbuilt, man, it, by design. Yeah. And then there's so much support ah. for them too. You could buy, there's not a thing you couldn't buy. Like, uh, I would say that the 2JZ is probably the engine that really pushed the envelope for the imports and made it where we have these really cool websites. And like, you know, there's, there was no, there's no summit or JEGS or anything like that for import guys. Um, but the 2JZ platform really made it so that a lot of big manufacturers started getting into it and a lot of stuff became available and it really paved the way for all of these engines, the new VR 38s, the GTRs come with, the 4G63s, in my opinion, the 2JZ paved the way for all of that. And everybody was just trying to play catch up with that. Um, and yeah. most of the time, still today, when you see like really innovative or cool performance parts for the import stuff, they always come out with it first for a 2JZ and they test it on a 2JZ and then you see it for all those other platforms. Hmm. <laughs> That's just how it is. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, so, hey, let, let me ask you, man, knowing that application and, and there's you know still in such a big demand, uh, and out there, wh where do people go harvest them? I, I got fortunate, man. I found one in a Lexus, in like a 90, 95 Lexus, you know, mm -hmm. SC300. And I was like, score! It's like a, you know, it's like a, a dressy version of a Supra. Uh, they're still available. They're still out there. They're, uh, they're, they are getting harder to get, and they are getting a little more expensive because a lot of them are imported. So with everything going on, it's they've gone up a little bit in price. Um, but there's a ton of JDM importers that bring these engines in um, and sell them, like, long blocks like head to you know head to toe has everything on it you can just drop it in a car small modifications and go um shameless plug we sell a lot of 2jz engines we build a lot of 2jz engines um, mo most of the stuff we don't sell any stock stuff talk to us about that because this is where you really cut your teeth man you could go in back in the day when nobody else is doing it and this is where if you go google and read his story and, and understand some street racing stories about him one of the only places in the country you could walk in swipe a credit card because like a fast and furious <laughs> like the speed shop they went to and roll out with a well-built badass thousand plus horsepower 2jz yes. you know and 
he would do it like that. And yeah. so we've been doing it like that for a while and we've, we've developed it. So induction performance, you know, again, so it started off, we wanted to race. So one of the things we learned when we wanted to race is a, you're going to break stuff and B you always have to be working on your stuff. If you want to be faster than the people you're racing, everybody's working on their stuff 24 seven. If you think you have an idea, somebody has an idea too, or they're trying the same thing. So you're always working on your stuff. So one of the things that we learned from that is to always kind of have stuff readily available. So like at any moment we'll have 10 or 15 engines being built or ready to go. So you can come in, like you said, swipe your credit card, go on our website and, and order an engine. And we can send you a turnkey engine that will support 12 or 1500 horsepower that you could drive from New York to Florida, like without any issue. Um, so that was really why we got to the point where we had to, we started stocking a lot of stuff and that kind of separated us from a lot of people. We have a really, really good engine program. And we, oh, I mean, we probably, I would, I would venture to say we probably build more 2JZ engines than anyone else. You know, we do probably a yeah. hundred of them a year. Um, and we're always wow. developing parts. We have our own, uh, you know, piston part number with diamond pistons. Like we have all, a lot of our own, you know, stuff that, that we've learned over the years that we make available to the public and we do the testing for you. Yeah. Proprietary for induction performance. This is why I was really, you know, ecstatic to get him on because I, I don't know a, a guy that has invested so much time, so much just research knowledge into the game and and what it what it causes out you know there's nothing like real world testing yeah and if you're a street racer you know exactly what i'm talking about it's those laying down test rights and banging gears man and yeah. he has done it a lot of these companies make you do the r d for them so you buy a yeah and they don't know if it's gonna break at a thousand and one horsepower but it's gonna live at 999 horsepower we know we tested trust me i've broken Everything that needs to be broken, <laughs> we, we, we did all that. <laughs> so, like, we just have, you know, we, we've made these things that used to be, like, well-kept secrets readily available for people on our website. All the parts that we use in all of our own builds. And, you know, like, we have, like, TX2Ks this weekend. We just had three cars leave. You know, one has a billet block and makes, you know, probably 1,800 wheel horsepower. And, it, you know, like, all that guy had to do was pick up the phone and say, this is what I want to do you know, can you do it? And yeah, we can because we've done it already. We've done it a few times and we've, we've learned it. So a lot of companies, you know, will do it for cheaper or, oh, I could do it too. It's not that hard. Everybody, you know, all the same parts are available. No, that's not the case. And a lot of these things, it's not, and a lot of applications, it's not the case. And, you know, we just make all of the R&D that we've done readily available for everyone else. So you said the thing, you know, it's, it's stout as hell from the factory, but when you're starting to push 1800 rear horsepower, what are some of the things, now you said billet blocks, so maybe we take a step back. Uh, you know, where are the tipping points, you know, from a stock? You know, how hard can you push them? You're kind of saying like a thousand, uh, you know, and then kind of what's the next tipping point? We really got to start replacing rod, this, that, the other, gasket, studs, you name, you know, where are those tipping points? And maybe what we'll do is take a quick break and... Well, uh, start with, hold on, start with a forge crankshaft. Yeah, yeah start with, because they come with a forge crankshaft, right? And I believe if you want anything over like a thousand, eleven hundred... Right, all you got to do is throw some forged pistons and, and a decent rod in there, and and you're you're at that uh, and then some. But maybe I'm off. We'll we'll take a break. We'll come back more Victor. And I got to ask you, hey, what other fast cars are we missing? What is you got a big you know finger on the pulse? What are some other rides, applications, cars uh, that we're we're not thinking of right now that are stupid fast? I know you know them, right? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean. I 
<laughs> I know. There's, there's uh, like the streetcar stuff and just like factory cars from the factory have gotten so insane. So like Nissan GTRs, um, the Audi R8. Make, hey, make it make a list of your top five. We'll come back and find out All what right. they are. Top yeah. five nasty like you know car next doors that a straight you know put bus gaps on you. All right, All right. Take, take you to Gapplebee's. All right, it's the Two Guys Garage podcast with Kevin Bird, Willie B. Back after the break. It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast. He is Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. It is presented by CarParts.com. Straight up the easiest way to get car parts. And look, we all have done this. We've all gone to the car parts place. Order up. The guy says it's in the warehouse. you got to come back tomorrow and get it. Only to go there, pick up the part, get it home, open the box, compare it with the part that you removed, and it's not the same part. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, been there, done that, man. This way you get to pick your own part. You get to click the button, and it shows up exactly what you asked for at up to half the savings. Yeah. Right? Half the savings of going to a dealership or your local auto parts. Save all that hassle, man. Great way to go. There you go. Carparts.com. We're speaking with Victor Alvarez. He is the man. Go Google this site. Check it out. Induction Performance. Honest to God, man, back uh, back when a lot of people weren't paying a lot of attention to Supras and some of these other cars that are just laying down the law in certain towns now. And when it comes to real street racers, I'm not talking about the guys like, you know, I've got one car that's got, you know, a big monster 582 big block Chevy in it with a big FX3, you know, pro charger. You know, it makes, you know, 3,000 horsepower. Yeah, and, and I claim to race that on the street. Well, you know what I mean. Um, but that's not a real street racer. It's the guys that drive their car to work, right, can can drive it from work to the drag strip that night, run a, a low nine, right, and then drive it home and stop and get something to eat on the way there. Like, this is what Victor, and that was years ago. I'm sure they're even faster now, but that's what Victor. Yeah, nine's just kind of slow now. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. <laughs> to drive <laughs> on the nuts. street. <laughs> you oh, know, dude. but hey, I, I'm out in Denver, man. We're a mile high, so you know, again, we're, we're fighting some of the things that you have, uh, just the luxury of, of absorbing there in Florida. Uh, you know, obviously, like we said before on this podcast, used to be this that saying, "There's no replacement for displacement." Well, now there is. It's boost, um, and man. You are absolutely throwing a lot at them. So tell us, A, think five cars that we're not thinking that are crazy fast nowadays. Uh, and B, you know, when you're thinking forged, you know, Eternals, like a forged crankshaft, you can put some power to that. And I believe those two Jay-Zs all came with a forged crankshaft. So what's the limit on one of those applications stock? And then when do you start throwing some new internals in the guts of it? Well, so my I'm going to start with my five cars. So. My Let's hear them. Of five cars. And my list is, I'm talking about cars that you could just roll up on on the street at any moment and not even know it and just get beat up. <laughs> so uh, This is the watch list right here, guys. Yeah, yeah. Write I love it down. It. Driving around, be careful of these five cars. All right, so okay. Audi RS3, little Audi coupe with a tune and basic bolt-ons. They run tens. You would never see it coming at all. Uh, Infinity Q50, the they have the turbo version, 3.0 turbo, which is very common. Same thing. You could do like bolt-ons and a tune, and you have like a low 11-second car on 93 octane. Um, one of my personal favorites, uh, because I had one, and people always just would mistake it for a regular Jeep, but I had a Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk, 
and that thing was insane. Oh, yeah. oh my god, people yeah. had no. I mean, I had guys. I, I took the badges off of mine, so I had guys that would pull up in like a regular Cherokee and like re rev it up oh. for me and stuff, and just not even a shot. Those things are crazy. Oh, those are smashing on the street. Those yeah. things smashing. are insane. It, oh. and, but besides the fact that you're like gonna live at the gas station, one of the coolest cars you could buy. Um, so obviously, I would say also Nissan GTR. That's not really unsuspecting, but tremendous platform like basic bolt-ons you can even go nines in those cars um yeah and then honestly just anything any of the the dodge hellcat stuff man people sleep on those things like i have a friend of mine who just went eights with a stock engine like just bolt-ons yeah those cars are crazy those cars are nasty fast and you know with a very few mods those cars can straight get down so on the on the second thing on the 2jz the the 2jz platform so those engines do come with a really good crankshaft. Um, and honestly, like the crankshaft really isn't really like a weak point. Um, so in our experience, the, with just factory stuff, you know, the motors are getting a little older and they're not, you know, you're starting to see them with a lot of mileage and whatnot. So realistically you can make 850 wheel horsepower before you start to have issues. Um, and when you do have issues, it's usually going to be a rod, or a piston, like just a factory part. If you put a just a piston and a rod 2J together, like that's what our stage one engine is, we rate those at 1,200 wheel horsepower. And if you keep the torque below like 850 foot pounds, they live there all day. And then the difference between our stage one and our stage two is the stage twos have billet main caps. So much, you know, more, much more robust, sturdy main cap. Um, they have a little bit better, bigger of a wrist pin and a better piston uh, I'm sorry, a better uh, connecting rod and a better uh, rod bolt. And that engine we rate to 1,600 horsepower, and that uses a factory crankshaft, factory block. And honestly, the weak point of that engine is the block. The block will literally break or crack before anything else will break. Man. And that's, and that's what? how much rear wheel? 1,600 wheel horsepower is where we rate them at. <laughs> Out of a three liter, we're yeah. not talking about out of some big yeah. cubic yeah. inch thing, man. This is three liters, yeah, like half an engine for sure. Like somebody was telling me the other day, they were bragging about, oh man, uh, my buddy has a twin turbo R8 and it made 1400 wheel horsepower on a stock engine. And I'm like, that's cute, but has 10 cylinders. <laughs> so when you do horsepower per yeah. hole, the 2JZ will support more horsepower than those 10 cylinders. Well, yeah, think about a Corvette, like with a 6.2, right? Yeah, this is three liters, it's less than half. So if you doubled it, right, that's 3,200 horsepower. Technically, you should get out of a, you yeah. know, an LS. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, they're, they're super strong. And, honestly, so, like, you didn't used to see these blocks crack as much back in the day. And I would just attribute that to the age and the wear and, like, heat cycles and all that stuff. But, you know, some people make more than that. And, like, 1,600 is what we feel comfortable with. And, like, we had a car here, a street car. Uh, it had one of our Stage 2 blocks in it. And it went 760s. It was, like, a legit Jeez. street car. It went 760s in a quarter mile at like 180 miles an hour, roughly. And it did it for a full season. And then finally it broke. And literally the block just, a chunk of the block just broke off. The car still ran and everything. You just, a chunk <laughs> of the block came off and there was water in the, in the under tray. <laughs> so, hey, let me ask you, is it still a 3.0? Is it still, or do you guys stroke him out or all? Is that still 3.0? So most of the time we do three liter. Um, so we leave the factory cranking it. Um, the really high horsepower stuff will do 3.2 liter um, and we'll do aluminum rods. There's just the, the piston speed is kind of perfect on those and you can rev them really high. They pick up a little right. bit of a little bit of spool, a little bit of torque. Um, 
but really like torque isn't really a big issue because in in an application like that you're turning 10 to 12,000 rpm and you're using nitrous to spool the turbo anyway uh and then like if you do have a street car and you just all you care about is torque and spool we'll do like our stage two engine but with a 3.4 crankshaft from like brian crower um and that's a really nice billet crankshaft and it goes from 86 millimeter stroke to 94 millimeter stroke and you know that'll pick up like 500 rpm of spool time the turbo will just be lit you know and it makes it nice for a street car but then also now you have to fight the you know there's something you you pick you pick up torque but there's something that goes on now you have to fight traction because the faster it comes on and the more torque you make now the harder you're fighting to get traction so it's kind of like you have to find that perfect balance of the two yeah it's just amazing you're dealing that with with you know for those of you that want to put an easy math system, it's basically 61 cubic inches per liter. So you look at 183 cubic inches for people that, you know, know the 347 or the, you know, 392s or this, that, or whatever. It's, it's basically 183 cubic inches going to war. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an impressive little thing. So what kind of RPM do you turn to make those kind of power numbers? And then what kind of boost kind of goes with it? So RPM will just be dependent on like the size of the turbo, right? So if it's a humongous turbo and it spools really late, um, you, you'll have to rev it further to, to have a good power band and also to just get to the point where you're letting the turbo breathe and like let, letting the turbo do its thing. Um, but like our three two engines, like in a drag application, we'll rev them as high as 12,000 RPM. Um, 12,000? Yeah, but that requires like a dry sump oil system and stuff like that. If you're talking like, just like if you go on our website and you buy a stage two engine, and you want something that'll handle 1500 horsepower with a factory oil system, factory Toyota oil pump, factory Toyota head gasket, you can, you know, you can spin to 9,000 RPM, no issues. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that kind of 1500 range, 9,000 RPM, what kind of boost does it take to get there? Um, depends on the turbo size, but you're talking like 50, 60 pounds of boost. 50, 60 pounds of boost? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that RPM is helping you quite a bit. Yeah. You know, but yeah, for sure. you still you're still kind of way down there on displacement. So yeah, that's where that 50, 60 pounds of boost uh, really needs to bail you out. Yeah. 50 or 60 pounds of boost on a three liter engine is probably the equivalent. Like, you know, if you're talking about a big block, that's like 25 pounds on a big block. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause horse, yeah, the horsepower, right. the boost is just going to, going to make as much horsepower as the turbo will allow you to make. So just because we're running 60 pounds of boost doesn't mean we're going to make more power with an 88 millimeter turbo, let's say than big block wood with an 88 millimeter turbo which is taking we just have to run it that much harder to get there <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah you're just trying to catch up <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> uh it's all about volume at that point so all right man well give us some other because you know before we run out of time dude i tell you it goes fast especially when you're on a topic like this uh what are some other things that you guys at induction performance have found that makes big power and is kind of a game changer i know you know, it's amazing nowadays what you can finance, but there are a lot of the you know, there's a lot of youngsters running around in these GTRs, man. I'm telling you, some of these things are it's ungodly. Whether you want to fight them in an eighth mile, a quarter mile, if you want to roll race, if you want to do a mile, I'm telling you, man, they're always they're always right there, ready to go with you. So, um, is that one of the more popular sort of things you see there at induction performance? Yeah, so I mean, we do a lot of supers and a lot of GTRs. That's kind of like what we're known for doing. Um, and really just because they're great street cars, like you can make 15, 16, I mean, with a GCR, you can make 2000 horsepower without sacrificing almost anything. Like you still have your AC, you have your power steering, like this is like a full blown street car. I get in it, hit the key and just drive, um, pump gas, E85, flex fuel, 
like it's the technology is is unbelievable the computers the turbos like they have just developed so much that these cars are you can pretty much do what you used to you know what you would have to do in a race car which like you could have a seven second car without sacrificing much um but we're also doing a lot of other stuff so like we do some porsche stuff um we just tuned a new porsche 992 as well uh we're doing a twin turbo audi r8 right now with a alpha performance package um so it's alpha performance turbo kit um alpha performance intake manifold fuel system with a motec ecu you know that thing with a stock engine makes 1200 wheel horsepower and it drives like it's completely stock. like if if i just handed you the key you would get in it and you would drive and if you didn't floor it, you would have no idea. You would think I had an exhaust. Um, and that's just like what the technology has, has given us. Like you don't have to give anything up. Or back in the day, you had to, you wanted to go fast. You had to gut your car. You had to have no exhaust. Like that, those times have changed drastically. Like we can build you a car that you don't have to give anything up. It's very unsuspecting, but it's crazy fast. I feel like, yeah, you man. know, us fast guys these days are almost turning into little ninnies. You know, because we're just sporting around our <laughs> yeah. little Lexus. Yeah. You know, our little Q50. Yeah. Busting once, out on 11. Listen, you know, like <laughs> once once you go fast with all your amenities and you're like talking on your Bluetooth with your AC on, <laughs> driving on the highway, and you right? smoke some dude in a Mustang, you don't want to trailer a car to the track anymore to go 11s. You just don't. No. You know, dude. When I was a kid, <laughs> it was all about gutting your AC yep. to go that much faster. Yeah. You know, yeah. like all to- those things, like just sweating and. <laughs> You know, sitting on an egg carton so you could shave off a little more weight and just stripping your interior out and yeah, the se- the seven MGTE Supras. So like that was one of the engines I was first exposed to, like trying to make fast. So I remember those cars. Uh, they would have they had three separate belts. So one for the power steering, one for the AC, and then one for the water pump and the fan. So like we would literally go to the track and we would yeah, like man. pull the line off of the the wastegate cut the two belts the one for the power steering one for the ac and you'd pick up a little <laughs> bit of time and a little bit of horsepower because you know you know you're not spinning those pumps anymore so the thing would spin a little faster you'd probably pick up 10 or 15 horsepower and you pick up like two or three pounds of boost but those were the kind of things that we used to do back in the day to go to the track and run 13s and 12s where now it's like <laughs> you could go buy some you could go buy a freaking i mean my, my girl has a tesla that goes 11s you know with groceries in the trunk you know? <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. So it's times have changed. All right. So wait, what's what's? Tell us real fast. What's moving off the shelf? You guys have a lot different. You know, a lot more SKUs than what you've ever had before as a company. Uh, you're doing some stuff on the new uh, the new C8 Corvette. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're diving into. Uh, where you do you see induction performance going next? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's a that's a question I don't really have the answer to because for years we have mentally prepared to see the 2JZ stuff kind of slow down and then like, oh man, we're going to have to get into something else. And it just hasn't happened. Um, I mean, we just, we do so much 2JZ stuff and people are, we're still developing products for the 2JZ and people are still buying them and putting them in just about anything. Um, but you know, what's actually been really cool and I should send you one, you'd probably love it. Uh, not that I condone any kind of street racing or anything like that. Cause I don't, I'm a, I'm a retired track owner, not with you. but uh, we sell a lot of these draggies and essentially, I don't know if you're familiar with it. You put it in your car and you, it's an app on your phone and it measures your quarter mile, eighth mile, zero to 60, 60 to 130. And it is spot on. It's dead on it. Yeah. We sell tons of those things. Um, 
So yeah, we sell a lot of those. And we just have a lot of 2JZ parts and a lot of R35 parts, a lot of the parts for the new Supra, the A90 Supras as well. Um, but I mean, we're, I don't know where we're going next. We're just kind of going with, going with the flow and just having fun doing it. Yeah, that you are, man. Where do people find you socially? And also, you just mentioned that you're a track owner. Let me tell you, man, this cat rolled the dice, picked up a dirt nap of a facility, and turned it into one of the Dirty South's nastiest, badass racetracks. <laughs> if you ever get a chance, give it a plug, man. You pulled your pulled your heart and soul into that place, man. Yeah, no, I took a chance, and I, uh, I got lucky, and I, I've had a lot of support. It's been really good. But, yeah, I own Bradenton Motorsports Park. Um, we do a lot of big events, FL2K, Snowbird, Outlaw Nationals, U.S. Street Nationals, NMRA, NMCA. Um, so I'm always there if I'm not at the shop. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook, Induction Performance. Uh, my personal stuff is – my personal Instagram is IPVic. Um, and, man, we're always doing something. So if you're not following, check us out. Yeah, most definitely, man. We'll be following, man. We will Absolutely, be because hey, We'll have to do another we'll – t- we'll catch up another time. We'll talk about the track and some of that stuff too. Yeah, man. I'm going to get me one of them draggies, too, because I'm not playing. I want one of those. My brother's yeah, no, got I'll, one. I'll, I'll, I'll send you one. You're going to love it. Hey, they're on point. He's like, it's unbelievable yeah. how how dead nuts on there are. Send them two. Send them two. <laughs> Billy, send me one. Give me, give me the other one. I got you. I got you, guys. I got you. I'll take, I'll take care <laughs> of uh, My man. All right, you guys. And don't forget about a show airing on weekends on the Motor Trend Network. Check your local listings. Also, streaming on Motor Trend On Demand, which is always a great way to find us. Thanks to our guest, which is Victor Alvarez. The company Induction Performance. My man Kevin Bird. I am Willie B. Our producer is Scoop and executive producer Bob Ecker. Yeah, and don't forget to check out our website too, man. We're on twoguysgarage.com and share your thoughts with us. We're on social. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Guys Garage. The Two Guys Garage podcast is a copyright 2021 Britain Productions Incorporated. All rights reserved. Hey, cuz you know I got two of them two JZs now. <laughs> I got me a Skyline and that Lexus. Oh, that Skyline's sweet, man. Is that Ooh. is that turbo? That Skyline? Ooh, what year yeah. is it? Yeah. It's a 93. 93. That's too cool, man. Is he in it? Yeah. What? A swap? Yeah. Do they come with them? Or? Yeah. It's a 2JZ swap in it. Oh, wow. Oh, man. So we got to get together. I got to get you hooked up because I got to get you right. <laughs> I got... I... Uh, we'll talk, cuz. I can't wait we'll to see. We'll I talk. can't wait to see. Big old, <laughs> big old Mopar Willie. Cruising around in his little skyline. It's going to be awesome. Hey, it's right hand drive, dude. It's money. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, all right, look. We'll catch you guys on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. You guys take care. See you guys. Two Guys Garage podcast is produced by Britain Productions. For more episodes, visit iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.